0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. And as always, with me today's Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 172. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. Visit us over on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome. And Tumblr, P.S. This is Awesome and if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS This is Awesome at gmail.com and most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. So for today's show, we're just going to be talking about games that are coming out. It's not really like a big week in gaming, so just hang tight. We'll get to the news. We'll start talking about different kinds of game stuff here very soon. But if you are listening to the podcast and not watching us on YouTube right now, we do ask that you head over there and indulge in some of our daily video content. You can find that again at youtube.com/slash ps. This is awesome, and we just put up another video for our series called "The Takeaway" for Little Nightmares Two. And at the moment, we actually don't have any current plans for another installment of the Takeaway until we can free up some time to get another video edited for you guys. And I have noticed that those videos don't have a ton of views right now. And like I said in the last podcast, podcast, it takes me like three hours to edit them. I want to keep doing them. But like we said initially, I can't promise them every week. So we'll get some up there eventually. I've got some video files for Unravel. I'm taking video for – Jake's doing video right now, right, for the gods one, Mm -hmm. Curse of the Dead Gods. And then I've got some video for Plague Tale in a sense. I know Plague Tale is an older game, but I am enjoying my time with it. So we've got some games coming down the pike for the takeaway series. But with all of that out of the way, Jake, how are you today? I'm doing okay. I
1: I don't know. Today's been kind of a tough day just because I just got back yesterday from a work trip. Mm. Oh, basically, uh, that yawn is basically an expression of my feeling just because I, Wednesday, I went to work early. Um, I mean, I was there. I was up at probably five o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. Went to work early and then left. Left there, drove five and a half hours to an on-site location, Uh. worked once I got there, got to bed late, got up, worked like 14 hours the next day, got to bed late. I started work on Thursday at 5.45 in the morning, worked until 9.30 at night, went to bed late, got up the next morning, worked for like four more hours in the morning, Then drove five and a half hours home. I rested for about an hour and a half and then went and played a hockey game.
2: Oh my (laughs) God. So
1: I woke up. I mean, I, I got out of bed at almost 10 o'clock this morning, which is super late for me. I don't sleep in even on the weekends. And even at like 945 or whenever it was, I got out of bed. Like I felt like I could have stayed in bed for another two hours. And I actually ended up falling back asleep on the couch at like 1130. But yeah, so I did. I mean, I'm fine now. I feel better now, but I'm still kind of exhausted from my trip. How about yeah. you?
0: Yeah, uh, I took a nap today. Speaking of uh, napping, you took a nap at 11. I took one probably around two. My weekend's been pretty busy uh, recording a band uh, Sunday at the station here in my studio. First band that I've ever recorded that wasn't. I didn't have any direct involvement with. So it's kind of fun to turn the knobs for them, get stuff dialed in. Uh, So we did some drum tracking this morning. Um, We did some last week. And uh, we pretty much uh, finished all the drum tracking. We have like some washboard and shaker to do here, maybe Monday. But outside of that, I wrote a new one of my land song late last night. It's funny uh, because my buddy Donnie, who actually plays on the station, is a veterinarian, right? So there's a line i was working with i needed a bird that had five syllables in its name like a bird right and i was like what the fuck kind On of a bird lives around here with five syllables and then i found i googled it and i found a bird just called the american crow and it's native to this area and then like the the lyric I'm, i was playing with was was uh an analogy of like birds flying into like a window pane right and i was like okay um but would an American crow ever find itself slamming into a window pane? Is that a thing that would happen with that species of bird? So I wrote Donnie really late at night last night. I was like, "Dude, uh, uh, would an American crow ever blow into like a window pane and like knock itself out or get hurt or something?" He goes. Well, it should be asleep at this time of day. And I was like, no, dude, 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 dude. And I'm not asking, like, I didn't have that problem here. We do have birds once in a while that hit our window, our bay window, but usually they get knocked out and come back to life. I did have one that died. I left it on the on the patio for like seven hours, and it never came to. So I think it killed it. I, I don't know how long it takes for those birds to come back, but usually I would think in seven hours it would come back. I don't know what
1: the – Yeah, usually if they come back, yeah. it's – relatively quickly yeah
0: and i feel bad because i buried that bird in my in my in my mulch bed like i felt kind of bad there's cats and stuff i didn't want it like getting ripped apart by a cat so like dude just throw that shit in your neighbor's yard and then it's their problem their dog
1: will eat it their cat will eat it it. it's fine it's just a fucking bird i would have felt terrible for it man birds hit dude i got those i don't know if you remember i got in my edition i've got six big windows for that whole room and i kid you not probably every every day that like Like on the usually, I don't. I'm not out there during the day, during the week, because of work. But like on the weekends, I'm sitting out there, and usually at at least once every single weekend, when I'm sitting out there, you hear just like a thunk or a fucking bird just slams into the window yeah. and then you're just like, whatever. I guess <laughs> it's yeah. like,
0: yeah. Well, his response was that, like birds slam into windows all the time. And I said, but an American crow, is that possibility? He goes, yeah, it could happen. It could definitely happen. And I say, if you have like a farm or something, it could, it could slam into like a farm window. He goes, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. Crows tend to be smarter birds though, for anybody listening. They're very intelligent as far as birds go. And, uh, yeah, so I was working on that, wrote a song. Um, I was going to use it for our band, The Flood, but it seemed to be a little too, I don't know, a little too aggressive. And, uh, you know, we need one more to have enough songs for One of My Land to put out a third record. And uh, The Flood has no shortage of music. So it got donated to One of My Land, unfortunately. Maybe we could do them both. I don't know. Maybe both bands could play it. But I did that. Aside from that, man, um, I've been playing some games. I've been playing a Plague Tale: Innocence. It was on sale for like twelve bucks on the store. I can't remember who the developer is of this game, but I'll tell you what: like, it's a good game. I really enjoy it. I'm surprised it seems a little unsung. Like, it's a really good game, and they do the graphics are phenomenal. But I guess it's, go ahead. Yeah. You played it right. I, yeah, I was just
1: going to say it it's yet. it's really impressive for what has been lost in the industry, which is like the A-tier, like middle kind of tier game market. Yeah. Like the old THQ games and stuff like that. Um, you know, the game we always fucking tout, like Warhammer Space Marine, was something in that kind of market. You know, Red Faction, shit like that, where it's yeah. like, it's... It's not quite AAA. It's not like a Naughty Dog game, but it's not an indie game either. Like it's a middle – they call it the middle market. Yeah. And I was really impressed with it. I don't know what your feelings are about it. My biggest complaint about it was the controls are a little wonky, especially the aiming and stuff felt a little wonky to me. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, and even like the voice acting is a little like
2: mm, I was you kind say, of expect. It's, that, yeah,
1: it's good. for – You kind of expect that from a middle market game, but the right. graphics are
0: incredible mm. for what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Well, I do think so. So for anyone listening, yeah, it's based in like the 1300s. Uh, the Black Plague is happening. Seemingly, it's happening. I, I it's almost like an escort mission. Uh, the the Inquisition is happening. Um, you know, uh, for some reason, these uh, very saintly knights who are kind of scary and in this faction, the Pope or this religious guy is after your brother and, uh, you know, your mom was some sort of uh, alchemist and throughout the game, it, it's really just a lot of stealth, which the stealth is actually pretty fine in this game. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like they did stealth poorly. I, I, you know, and I'm I'm on chapter like 13, 12 or 13, and I think there's 17 chapters. So I'm going to plow through more of it tonight. But the stealth is handled really well. They give you little indicators, like this, the sides of your screen will turn like a bright yellow. Um, just like a, a fade into your view so that you know that somebody you're within somebody's line of sight a little bit. If there's people over there, before they even see you, it kind of lights up. So you're like, oh, okay, I better back off. Um, the puzzles are kind of fun. You have a sling in the game. Your main character has a sling. You can use it, and then you, uh, part of the mechanics of the game is, is you get different ammunition for the sling, and, Essentially, if you get caught, you're pretty much going to die. They give you a couple cheap escape options, but they they consume a lot of resources. And even if you do escape, chances are you're going to go down. But the one thing that I really thought was impressive were, uh, you know, because of the Black Plague, there's all these rats everywhere. And, like, when I say there's a lot of rats, it's not like, oh, there's, like, ten rats in the room. Like, there are hundreds and hundreds of rats that try to kill you and attack you. And they're really tiny. I was really impressed with the rats because there's so many, you know, like when people watch days gone and they're like, Oh man, look at all the zombies. Like, man, for, for like you said, a smaller developer to get these rats to work the way they work and the animations and to have that many rats. It's, it's visually impressive. It's very impressive.
1: And honestly, that was, you know, this is another one of those games that critics really liked, but I don't know how well it sold because it was one of those games that you didn't really hear. It wasn't marketed a lot. So you didn't hear a ton about it. Like you would see it pop up on the store here and there. Right. But uh yeah, it the rats thing is probably the coolest part of the game. My you know, other than the controls like I already mentioned, the only thing that I really didn't like about it was the like you just said, I I hate games where it's like everything is insta death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like if if you, like, get caught, you're dead. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, give me a chance to run away or do something or fight back or do whatever. Um, and and I don't think that it was overwhelming in this game. It was fair. At all. It's, it's relatively fair. But there are a couple spots in the game where I struggled with a particular sequence. And I was like, ah, this is annoying. Like, I wish I could yeah. just, like... I know that if I was in this situation with my little brother or whatever, like I would do, I might not have a fucking gun and mow them down, but like okay. I would do this thing or that thing, which doesn't seem unreasonable, but I get that they have to, there's balance in the game mechanics and all the stuff They, you know, but overall, yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it's a really good game yeah, for, for what it is.
0: So I'll probably be doing a takeaway on that game but yeah I'm enjoying it like you said Jake it's it's impressive for what it is and for 12 bucks dude like that's a steal like if you don't have Xbox games pass or whatever 12 bucks seems like a really fair price for that game it still actually might be on sale the one thing that is taking me a little hard to get used to is the 30 frames per second because I'm used to games now, I'm just used to it on the PS5 being smoother, and it does. It's disjoining to to look at and to play, but it shouldn't turn anyone off from giving it a try if you're interested in it. I like the time period, the settings, kind of cool. They found a really interesting. Yeah. yeah, they found a really good way to utilize like knights and armor and like you know that kind of whole atmosphere with castles and without it being like a fantasy game or something. And I, I think have you. Go ahead. Have you gotten to the reveal yet? No. Like what's up it,
1: with the, the kid?
0: It was spoiled for me. I'm not going to say anything but I know it's going to happen <laughs> vaguely. It, I don't know. It's one of those things kind
1: of like it's one of those things where it's like it's fine. It serves the game fine. Like it's but it's almost because I don't want to give it away. Yeah, don't,
0: don't tell but, me exactly. But it,
1: there is like a little bit of a kind of a spooky element to yeah. what's going on okay. and I think the thing that kind of bummed me out is because of how up until like the last so the last maybe third of the game Yeah everything is very grounded in reality. There's not like other than like this like why are these rats going fucking crazy? Why did they like kill your dog and stuff? Like that's kind of crazy. Turn into tornadoes but like generally it's (laughs) like the game is relatively grounded in reality. Like you said, there's no, like people aren't winging magic around and shit like that. It's not like a fantasy
0: game, which is very cool. And there's like Um, disease everywhere. Like Jake, you get unsettled with, uh, Resident Evil environments like not necessarily the goals and stuff but like dirty dishes and food left out did this game like upset your stomach because there's a lot of graphic like rotting bodies and you gotta crawl through the muck and it it flies buzzing around like you know and and it it really man it's so dirty and grimy that like I feel like I can almost smell the environment is how good they did at painting these environments like they're just so dark and gruesome and like it's nasty. I've never seen a game yeah. portray this kind of environment like this before. There are a couple spots that it bothered
1: me, but I think that like my aversion to that kind of grime is when it takes place in a situation where there shouldn't be, like like for example Resident Evil 7 where it's like a modern family yeah but they just have like rotting dishes everywhere and like fucking it's like that's where it gets disgusting because it's like there's more to this it's not just grime and grease but it's like there's like a psychotic element to it there's where something it's, like, underlying the reason it's like that is because these people are fucked up like like texas <laughs> chainsaw mask shit you know what i mean but yeah i i i think that there's a thing with the. Uh, the, there's there's a presentation element to the game with all of the 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 plagueness, the aspect of the plague and yeah. the rats and all that stuff. It's just the game is so atmospheric. It's really impressive it's for, real for what it, for the for the market that it's you know kind of going towards. I'm wondering if I'm curious if they're going to make another one. I don't know how well it sold, but or it sold. But I have to imagine that enough people liked it unless it literally sold no copies it couldn't have cost that much to make so it'd be cool if they made a sequel that was maybe because i think this game would be would go from like really good to a great game if they just refined it a little and just added maybe one or two like extra features give us 60 frames
0: on the next one
1: well, yeah. I mean, obviously, technical hurdles aside, like you-, you know, just things about the gameplay, like give you like maybe one or two like extra abilities you can do, um, or like something to, to give you a little bit more agency over the world. Like the second game could be like, oh, well, what's what's the main character? The girl's name? Amisha. What's that? Amisha, A M I C I A. Um, like. Maybe in the next game, she's experienced now. So it's right. kind of like the second Tomb Raider, right? Where she's like experienced now. So she has a little bit more agency over the world. She has friends maybe that they are give her, Yeah, maybe the, they give her the ability to like, you know, use a bow and arrow or something like that. Turns you know I mean, like, like something to just kind of like just jazz the whole experience up a little bit without changing the formula too much. Yeah,
0: I'll have to see how this one ends. I, I agree that they could do so much more in this world at least. But I guess we don't need to talk a whole lot more about this game. I'm going to try to get a takeaway video for it. Um, I thought there was one more thing I was going to just throw out there about it. It, it, Again, it's just so nice to be put into a time period that we don't see often in video games. And the fact that they give it a date, like 13-something, is just really interesting. And, uh, yeah,
1: because yeah. it's, it's not like that Middle Ages period that everyone's familiar with. It's not like the more modern, like, Industrial Age, which still Would be I cool. think is very cool, but it's not, you know, like, you know, we've got that a few times. It's mm-hmm. like this weird kind of era in history that nobody really talks about because yeah. it's not really glamorous, right? It's like the fucking Black Plague and everything yeah. sucked. So why put a game there? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the stealth in this game for the listeners is, is revolved around mini puzzles where the, the, the game mechanic is that the rats don't like light. So you have these, you know, you can put out, you can light lanterns to scare them off. Sometimes you have to throw, you know, certain fire catching ammunition at lanterns far away to carve yourself a path, move, move different, weird lanterns that shoot beams of light to kind of funnel off where the rats are so you can get around and navigate. And then, you know, the only other adversity you really have are like the, the human inqu- inquisition uh, knights and stuff and just not getting caught by them and distracting them with pebbles. So it's really cool. You know, there's really no action in it, but it's a, there's, it's a good story. There is something cool. There is something cool about like
1: getting – have you gotten to the point where you can, like, use the rats to, like, fucking maul bad guys? Yeah. Because that's pretty cool. I mean, being able to do that's really interesting. You have, like, I mean, a it's, it's rat fun.
0: attractant because your your mother was a uh, – uh, what did I say? What's, She's, like, an alchemist, yes, right? Yeah, or that's something? the word, an alchemist. And you run into another alchemist in the game, and, like, he's, like, giving you new new things to try out as you progress through the game. He's like, here, try this. This will attract the rats. And then the game kind of just says, you know, kind of puts you in a situation where you just know that's what you have to do to get rid of, like, a bad guy is, like, just throw this rat attractant on him and they, they just devour him live. And it's, it's pretty gruesome, like, in that regard. It's a gruesome game. Now, granted, the Black I do Plague think, wasn't like that,
1: but go ahead. I do think that they did kind of set it up so that they could make kind of, like, another game. Did you get to the part yet where there's, like, this isn't really a spoiler, but, like, where you you find you you travel to like the abandoned fortress which is like where the alchemist you know basically used to be yeah like so they have like that place and they have like a hideout they have like a hideout and then they have like their crew now. Like, yeah. I don't, like you know, with, I've got like Roderick guys. without a short spot. He's just
0: a blacksmith's son. Right. And then you've got the alchemist
1: kid mm-hmm. and you've got, the you know, thieves. Amisha and you've got the little boy. Yeah. Who, you know, obviously you find out his story towards the end of the game. Hugo, but like, yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like they have sort of like a little bit of a setup there where they could make something more out of it. And it would be interesting to see.
0: I'll tell you what I'm disappointed in. They announced that Robin hood game and it's just Mm -hmm. an online game. I would have loved to have seen like a legit first person or third person Robin hood game. That would have been cool.
1: But anyways... It, like a, is, it, is that Robin? Oh, I did see that it was online, but it is is it like
0: a stealth? Like I think it's like a stealth online game or something. Speaking of online games, Jake, I'm playing The Division 2 again, and I got sucked back into it a little bit. I don't need to talk much about it, but I got back into it, and while it's really, really freaking confusing, I think I have my bearings... And uh, I feel good about it. I read all the game patch updates. They give you an option to read all that stuff. So I understand what has been done since the last time I played. And I'm just cruising through clearing control points and playing some missions and doing some bounty stuff, trying to trying to track down some of these people. Jake, what are you playing? So I I beat and I
1: platinum to Miles Morales. Yeah. Fantastic. So Congratulations. I'm, dude. Miles Morales is really fucking good. Yeah. Like I, I, when I first started playing, I mentioned this last week when I first started playing it, I was like, Oh, it's more Spider-Man, whatever. But like by the end of it, the campaign is really short, like really short. Yeah. I was surprised. It's a great story. But if you, if you do all the stuff, like I think that I plot, I think it took me about maybe 15 hours to platinum it. It wasn't mm-hmm. very long. Right. But, it's cheaper too. I was like 40 bucks. I think yeah. full price, yeah. but it's been on sale once or twice. And, uh, I think that honestly, I'm really curious because the, the story is really good. Miles Morales as a character is really good. I am really going to be curious what they're going to do with Spider-Man too. Yeah. Because now you have both of these characters, you've got Toast Spider-Man and then you've got fucking Miles Morales, who's just
0: kind of curveball on the Spider-Man concept, I'm Spider Cat now, and Spider Cat. You don't you don't have Spider Cat yet?
1: Oh, oh, you're talking about the you're talking about Spider-Man the Cat. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That, so that, good. I love that. I love that little costume. Yeah, um, so good. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, I'm really curious. Like, I would love to see, I don't want them to get too in the weeds with something like this, but I would love to see in Spider Man 2 them have like chapters where you play as Miles Morales or like parallel stories that go on between the two of them. Or what would be really fucking wild is if you could choose to play the entire game as either Spider Man or Miles Morales. I don't know how they would do that from a story perspective. What if they do a co op? Co-op would be interesting. I I think it co-op is interesting, but I hope they don't put it in the game at the expense of the single player aspect of sure. it. Sure. Because the single player of both of those games is very good. And the story is really good. I just I really I don't it's been so long since I played the first Spider Man. I don't really remember a lot about the story, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I was as Entertain or as invested in the original Spider Man story as I am in the Miles Morales story. Yeah, Miles even Morales, the story, Miles is Morales story. It was so good, even though it was, I feel like it was too short, but it was still very good. I think that like what kind of hindered the original Spider Man story was just the whole like you had to, there was all those missions where you played as Mary Jane sneaking around and it was yeah. like way more drawn out and it was a lot longer. But yeah, I just, I love everything about the Miles Morales story because it's like, if you play the original Spider-Man, you'll know this isn't a huge spoiler. Miles Morales gets involved in the story because his dad is a police officer that gets killed in one of the attacks that Spider-Man is involved in. And not that Spider-Man is doing the attack, but like a bad guy attacks and just Spider-Man in saves the, the day. the first game. Right. And so Miles Morales' dad dies and this Miles Morales the game the story is like the aftermath of that like Miles Morales's mom is trying to run for city council or something like that something yeah yeah there's this political aspect and then you have your old high school friend and then there's this new like underground thing going on and like that you have to try to Peter Parker is out on vacation or some shit so he's not around so you got to take care of the city and I think there's this really interesting aspect to it where it's like you don't see stuff like this very often. Miles Morales, a black character, which is becoming more common but still isn't like a huge thing, especially in the superhero space, right? And then you've got his mom who is I think Puerto Rican, if not Puerto Rican, uh, one of the other – is Hispanic from like Central America. right? And then uh, his dad was black. And Mm -hmm. so you have this character who's like a multi-ethnic character and he, he shares his mother's last name. So you really don't know like what the, the story is between like the mom and the dad and like, were they married? Were they not like, and so like, it's this interesting, it's a very, I like it because it's a very, like authentic kind of family arc in modern America. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not just this, this white bread, like mom and dad and they they're together forever. And they have this perfect white child that like is middle America and all this stuff. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those stories. dude. It's just that that, that concept has been played and played and played and
0: played forever. Yeah. Especially in this superhero space. And a lot of it is a lie too, right? A lot of that shit is a lie. And, and I saw a post on Facebook, not to derail this conversation, but I, I, I stopped and I started laughing because it said, okay, um, tired of seeing sitcoms where like the dad works at a grocery store and they have a really nice house it's like that's not (laughs) real life you can't just work at a grocery store and own a fucking home in this world like it just doesn't the numbers don't add up you know unless you like like, own it
1: yeah and like in this game you know they have Miles an apartment it looks like right don't they, they live in like an apartment. his yeah his mom is a teacher she's and she's uh running for city council but they live in this like tiny fucking apartment in harlem yeah. and like even the whole concept of the bad guys they're taking advantage of harlem because they think nobody cares about those right. people and it's like this and you know and i'm one of those people that like You know, I like a sprinkle of social commentary in my games. I don't necessarily want them to be, like, heavy-handedly fucking fisting me with it. But, like, this game, I think, is really tastefully brings attention to, like, a lot of these... Social things and, you know, just Miles Morales as a character and his struggles with, like, school and yeah. trying to be the new Spider-Man. And- Juggle
0: family life versus having to be a superhero and in the in the dichotomy between that is super interesting. And it's a, it's a place we haven't been in with many superhero games, if any. I was trying to think, what was the last black character – i played as in a video game and i have to say it was probably the latest mafia game i can't think um, the only other walking I dead i know that well, there was walking lee, dead. there was lee from the walking dead there is
1: the guy you're talking about there was the the guy from watchdogs 2 i think was a black guy the main character in watchdogs i never Dogs played that yeah And then the only other person that I can think of, and I'm sure we're forgetting some big ones, but the only other one that I can think of is the main character for Starhawk. You remember that game? No, I remember the title, but I don't remember the game. game. It was a PS Plus game on PS3. That's how long ago this was, right? Now, I'm sure there's more, right? But that's sad, right?
0: There's definitely, it's not, it's not right. Like, there should be more. There should be there m- should be more representation and honestly of all cu- cultures and all ethnicities in video games. Like it's nice like, to see like the cool thing about this game is I'm not a fan
1: of hip hop. Just I mean, I, I I don't mind it and I'll listen to it occasionally if I'm in the right mood. All right,
0: guys, this has been but, episode one hundred and seven. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, but like <laughs> but like the way that they portray Miles Dude, Morales in his element, you know, he's he's. He's got a lot of the, you know, th- they portray the culture of Harlem very well. You know, his character is very like realized. He's realized it's very realized, and the way that they like, even whenever you're playing the game, and instead of the original Spider-Man, where he like when he jumps up and he shoots out his fucking web and he starts swinging, it's like this like burr, 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 like fucking superhero music. Yeah, when. When Miles Morales jumps up and he starts swinging, it's like this fucking beat. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so cool. Like everything about how they presented this oh, game, great. I think it's
0: so great. They knocked it out, dude. Yeah, they knocked it out. So if you haven't played Spider-Man Miles Morales, like I was, I was tooting the horn when I played it. I was like Jake, you got to get this game. Play it. I glad. honestly, my biggest regret is not playing this game when it came out
1: because yeah. it's Christmas themed and yeah. it came out. Like the month before Christmas. Would have I like, Man, perfectly. I wish I had fucking played this in December. Because yeah. I would have loved it so much more. Mm-hmm. And it also honestly probably would have been a game of the year tender, contender for me. It's to such be honest a good with game. You. It's
0: such a good game. So, so you're also. Anyway,
1: I mean, yeah. other games I've been playing, we can talk about Miles Morales all day. Curse but of the like, Dead Gods. So I applied in that, which was great. Curse of the Dead Gods I I keep pl- I've been playing it some more. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm going to beat it just because like we talked about last time. It's one of those roguelike games. It's very rinse and repeat. kind of grindy. It's fun. It's fun, but you have to like grind to get, you know, collect all these skulls mm-hmm. and then you can get better starting weapons and allows you to kind of push through the game. Um it's I th- I still think it's very good. And then this morning I started playing Vanquish Remastered. And they released this on PS4 last fall, but I've always wanted everyone has always talked about how good Vanquish is. And I remember I played it on PS3 for like the first 10 minutes and for whatever reason, the game didn't click with me and I never went back to it. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it another try because I'm kind of in between big titles right now. For probably not until probably uh, the end of the month at least, or into April, we don't really have anything major coming out that I'm super curious about. Right. So, I was like, I'm gonna play Vanquish, and I jumped into it today, and it is wild. Like, I don't know if you remember because you played it, right? I don't know. I don't know if I have. It's it's fucking wild. Like, it's so arcadey and fast paced and there's like a score that's like it's keeping score it's like i don't think i played it It seems almost like it could be like a house smart game like it's very arcadey and it's got that like campy ps3 style like japanese made game where Mm -hmm. it's like you know stereotypes of america and like really hokey dialogue and like but it's like very kind of you feel like at home almost playing it because it's you're nostalgic for these like older kind of b-tier games that are just really but it's fun i mean it's it's very fun so i think i picked it up on sale for i don't know ten dollars or something like that or 15 bucks maybe so good get so i started playing that and i've been enjoying it i'm i don't know maybe an hour or two into it i haven't played a whole ton of it because i just started it today but yeah that's where i'm
0: at all right good deal man well, hey, let's snap into the news here a little bit. Jake, you did a good job putting together the news for us. I was actually at a concert where my buddies was playing socially distance thing here. Went out there to check it out. It was enjoyable, but you threw the notes together here. We are recording this in the evening, so we're, we're a little battered down. So if we sound less enthusiastic than normal... It's just because... Also, it's just not a great news week. Honestly. Not yet, honestly, yeah. Not a great news week. First news point, Jake, that you have here is, uh, as uh, IGN indicates, that Diablo 2 is going to supposedly support the use of saves from 20 years ago. Um, likely only to be possible on the PC version of the game, though. But it's still interesting. So, yeah, who has a Diablo 2 save from 20 years ago? Dude, honestly, I might have
1: one somewhere. But, like, why... I I don't know why you would ever use it. I mean, why, why would you, use you just start a fresh? Why yeah. wouldn't, you, start fresh <laughs> yeah. why you, wouldn't you just, yeah, start fresh from fucking 20. But they basically, if you read the article a little bit, it's talking about how the developer says like, it's a remaster. It's not, even though it looks fresh, it's a remaster. It's not a remake. So technically <laughs> like the old saves should work in the new games. I just thought it was really interesting. Like, could you imagine fucking po- importing a save from 20 years no. ago
0: into a new game and being like,
1: "Oh yeah, this works great." Let me and pull just, my like, e machine
0: on. out real quick from college <laughs> and see if I have have my Diablo two save on my yeah my two I don't know probably like what 500 megabyte hard drive. Jeez. Yeah. Well,
1: Diablo two would have had been bigger than that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable. That's that's
1: it's cool pretty. News it's just, point, it's just interesting. I mean, that part part of this too is just I'm just. You're so stoked for this game. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I know you are.
0: That took news point number one. News point number two, GameIndustry.biz reports that there's a patent for a new controller device by Sony, which they hinted at at their their release. I believe they said that they're... uh, Working on new peripherals, maybe, by Sony uh, for their new VR controllers. And the patent shows a wand-like apparatus. Uh, specifically, it mentions adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, much like the DualSense. This is good news. Did you, look at, did, did you see it? I, did you saw, see the I didn't look-look, but I saw diagrams from a distance, like the small thumbnail. But, dude, I'll take anything over the Move controllers. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, honestly, what it looks like is a mix between... Maybe the move controller and like uh, the those controllers for the the Oculus, which are they're kind of like yeah, they're like you grip it, but it's got like the strap that goes around your hand. Yeah, I've you used know, and them. You use like your thumb, and there's like a trigger, right? So, um, and you probably got one in each hand, and you kind of wave them around.
0: Do Haptic feedback would be kind of cool in those too, for sure. Yeah, like the the article I was
1: reading mentioned something about how you could use the adaptive triggers to like. Make it in the haptic feedback to like make it give you some feedback as far as like if you're picking something up, like it's hard to grab it because it's heavy or like whatever, like it could be could be interesting. I mean, I've often on this show talked about how like I am not like I'm impressed by the haptic feedback in the dual sense but I don't necessarily love it when I'm playing a lot of games. Right. Like I think that in the VR space, this is something, this is a place where it could really shine because it's all about immersion, right? Everything is about immersion and making you feel like you're in the game. Right. So if they can use these, uh, this haptic feedback on these little controller sticks that they've got common, um, you know, to be fair, it, it I put down wand-like, but it basically what it looks like is, imagine if you took a pistol and then just took, like, the barrel off of it. Right. So it was just, like, the grip part. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like.
0: I heard rumors, so, too, that there was a patent for the VR. Sony had passed some patents where, like, it was actually, like, a regular controller that would, like, would pull apart. Did you see anything like that in the diagram I, where it would connect or
1: anything? I've heard some rumblings about that no pun intended but i uh i didn't actually see the any articles about it um but i didn't really look that hard that's fine but i think that that would be something that would be interesting you know to have like a controller that you can kind of pull apart and use in both hands and then so that way you could use it as a controller Mm -hmm. or you could use it as separate sticks for doing vr type stuff
0: modular that could turn into like even like something where we could use like a gun you know what I mean? Like, like I would like to have man because I, I I never used the man. What was the PlayStation VR gun called? I don't even remember the aim controller. I never used the aim controller, but I love Dude, the idea fucked, of it. They fucked up so bad.
1: Like the aim controller was awesome, and from what I understand, it was really good. Impossible to get now, they, right. They made it for that game Farpoint. You remember the game Farpoint? Yeah, it just came out actually, free
0: last week. This past right. this month. This month. It's free. so they made it for Farpoint.
1: And then after that game came out, they just stopped making them. And now they're impossible to find. So I hope they, they come out with like a new version or like a cradle for the new controllers that you can mm-hmm. put them in to kind of make it look like a gun. Right. Something like that for the new version of VR, because from what I understand, the aim controller really made that game work well. Farpoint is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Apparently it worked really great.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hey, uh, yeah. uh, dude. Speaking of VR, we're going to skip to news point number five on our list. Along with a slew of newly announced VR titles for PSVR that Sony posted on their YouTube channel and on the Sony or the PlayStation blog site, one of the standout games was announced: Doom Three VR is being released. March twenty nine, So not a whole lot of runway space for this. They just kind of came nowhere. out of nowhere. Yeah. It just came out of the blue, man. That's awesome though, dude. Fucking doom three would be
1: dope to yeah. play in VR. Yeah. I, the one, the, the thing that I think is going to make it work is that for people whose only experience is like the OG doom or like doom 2016 and doom eternal
2: mm-hmm. doom
1: three is a much slower paced experience. So it works and it plays much more into the pure horror aspect and less into like the frantic action arcade like monster shoot 'em up that the new dooms and the old dooms played into. Okay. Doom three was very much like you got a flashlight in the dark and like it's it's much slower pace,
0: it's much scarier. So I think it's Perfect for VR. To yeah, be that sounds great, dude. And what's really cool about Doom Three? It came out a long time ago, so the awesome thing about it, dude, and and you may agree, you may disagree. The graphics weren't next level, so they were at the time, but now they're not. Right. So they're not next level now. So if you go into it with it, the expectation, the expectation of it to look like Doom Three, it will. Like you know, they don't. They could probably yeah. even up-res it a little bit, and like. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to, but well,
1: I think that with the current PSVR headset, the resolution can only go so high. So it's it's gonna be probably it might honestly still look a little bit. You might still get a little bit of that kind of blurriness, right? But like, it's not gonna look. Yeah. It's not. It's gonna look reminiscent of the original Doom Three. It's
0: I would expect. I don't know that for sure. I we haven't just played want, it, but Yeah, that's what we want. So a couple other games that came out with that. I, I I actually did a lot of trailer reactions and for some reason if you're on our YouTube channel this week, the video capture that I took of these trailer reactions when I did them to you know, I keeping with the PSVR theme, most of the trailer reactions are for the VR games they announced. One was called Fract. Which looked like you were just literally shooting up fracking websites. Or uh, not websites, but sites where they're like drilling for oil. But they're all armed. Like all the guys are armed at the sites. And it's just, like a skiing game also. So like you're using the sticks to like ski. So you're like Snow job from G.I. Joe. Yeah, it's really weird. It's called Fract. And like you go like this. And then like as you're moving, you can like shoot people. And then like it's, it looks really actually kind of cool. It's just weird because it seemed like it was really politically charged. But- I was going to say, Jesus. I mean, that's like. I'm assuming that it's fracking nose, sites. You know what I mean? If those who don't- I would imagine. I mean, maybe
1: not. Maybe it's like, maybe if they're just using the term. Because Frack. like fracking is like, you know, it's like they, I think they, they like fucking shoot water into the earth to like crack it open and that's how they get the gas out or yeah. something. I don't remember. Ex- it's I don't it's know exactly a
0: drilling it technique really. Yeah. Yeah. But it's but, causing uh, a lot of
1: damage to Mother Earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot
1: of controversy politically about. It. I mean, there has been for the past ten years, mm-hmm. and for a game to come out where it's just you're literally shooting up fracking. They're not sites like unarmed. Like they're not walkie. like just innocent dudes
0: working. Like they're armed. Like they're ready to take you
1: out. It's too. like some guy, some guy just like with his lunch. Fox and his fucking thermos coming out
0: from his fucking family of
2: <laughs> four. you imagine the how sadistic just like mow him down?
1: <laughs> I could see.
0: Yeah, man, I could see something like that actually happening. But no, that's not what this game was. But it was it was kind of like that, but it wasn't. So that game, there was another game. Oh, man, it was called Smoke of the Song or Song in the Smoke. Don't quote me on that. It's a survival game in VR. And the Mm. graphic, the way that the graphics looked, looked very awesome. It was very stylized. So anytime VR right now on PlayStation tries to look realistic, it fails. With the exception of Resident Evil 7, which looked phenomenal in VR. But I feel like using a more stylistic approach in VR would be really cool. So this looked really neat. It was like, you know, it showed like VR uh, footage of like you like hitting like a stone, making a fire... And then like, you know, at nighttime, animals creeping around and like the guy in the VR headset, like, you know, making sure like he wasn't gonna get attacked and stuff. So like a survival game in VR, not even survival horror. There were like some random animals and some weird, but the colors looked really nice there were like lions and stuff. It just seemed like a really cool use for VR. Like a survival game in VR sounds awesome. So like a first person, like don't Flame starve in the or Flood yeah. or
1: Don't Starve yeah. or something like that. Where it's like, where you're literally just like gathering resources, mm-hmm. kind of basically camping out trying to survive. like Like the definition of a survival game, not like these... You know, survival horror type games right. now, where it's like you know, you're just you're trying just trying to die.
0: survive. This sounds really cool in VR. I think that's a cool thing. It's called like Song in the What's Smoke, Song in the Smoke, or Smoke in the Song, something like that. I did Song all these Song in the Smoke announced. Did Joey. you find it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it. so there's like a lot of these games got announced. Another one that was interesting was from the makers of Far Point. I believe no, it wasn't Far Point. It was Galaxy, maybe. God, I'm getting my—it's late, like we said, and I've had a couple to drink. But I uh, think—I don't know what it was, but it was a co-op shooter game. Oh, there's fucking dinosaurs. This game looks great, dude. Doesn't it? Doesn't the graphics look phenomenal? It looks awesome. It looks cool. It looks like a really cool VR game. It's like whacking rocks to make fucking spearheads and shit. Yeah, dude. It looks awesome. It looks like it would be really fun in VR. It looks like it would be enjoyable. So, and then the sun goes down, it gets dark, and you can't, like, see around yourself. You gotta light the campfire and stuff. Dude, it looks awesome. It'd be so you fun. You gotta, to, like, VR. cook
1: your meat over the fire before you eat it. Yeah, like, dude. It, This is, this looks really kind of, oh, there's like a
0: Wendigo and shit. Like, this this is a really fucking bizarre looking game. Yeah. It's it could a, be really cool, though. It's a really neat idea and implementation of VR, I think. Something that's as simple as just staying alive it would be really interesting, I think. Yeah. But there were some other games, man. I can't remember all the titles. They they released seven of them. But Doom VR was one. I think there were seven of them. We can go on to the next news point. But if you're interested in that, you can check them all on the PlayStation YouTube channel or go to their uh, PlayStation.blog site. So uh, news point number four, but on our list number three, uh, Push Square. All right, here. Hold, hold on. Yeah, what would you find? So I'm just going to list off the six VR games yeah, that they Yeah, just put them on there. Let,
1: let us know. What so they Doom VR we talked about um Fract yeah is the, the other game <laughs> Fract is based around skiing and infiltrating fracking plant a fracking plant So I'm right overturned with gun-yielding mercenaries Okay, so a fracking plant that has apparently been taken over by mercenaries.
0: You're trying to kill them or something. Why would it have been taken over by mercenaries? I, 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 dude, who knows? They just I want to know. give you a reason to attack a fracking plant. Go ahead. What's the next yeah. one? So Song in the Smoke, which we already talked yep. about.
1: After the Fall.
0: Yeah, this is, is a, this is the one post, where – Yeah, post-apocalyptic it's a, survival game. There's a cinematic trailer where like four characters go into a shopping mall. And uh, you can check my – I'm going to have a uh, trailer reaction to that shortly on the YouTube channel this week – but they just go to this shopping mall and it's weird. Like there's like like zombies or something in it. And like one guy actually uses like a zip line and one guy slides down the railing. And I was like, dude, if you can slide down the railing, it'd be awesome. And at the end of it, they shoot like a flare, like you do in the division. And this guy in a fucking minivan shows up. He's like, hop on in, and you jump in and you escape. So it might be a co-op first-person shooter, like resource hmm. grabbing kind of game. Go ahead, what's next? So I expect you to die too. The I spy and the liar. I didn't watch this, but I bet you it's cool.
1: Um, I, Fred, what was that game that you and I played together? It wasn't so good
0: because there's I expect you to die, and then there's the other explode. one. Explode, don't explode, or you're gonna explode, or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, don't talk, or nobody explodes, or whatever. the That fuck game it's was called. a lot of fun. Like they, they both look very similar. I'm sure they're different games, but yeah, I keep are. getting the two of them mixed up. I do. So, so I expect you to die. Two is coming out. Okay. Um, Zenith, the last city, the fracture. That's I didn't. Kind of I didn't name. watch
0: that trailer. I actually didn't do one of that one.
1: Didn't look cool. And this is kind of strange for VR, an anime RPG based MMO. Yeah. I didn't see that either. What's that one called? Play that's Zenith. The last city, the fracture players can. So this is an RPG based MMO game developed by ramen VR that allows players to climb buildings and cliffs. Players can even glide around to reach distant places, fight enemies, or explore the vast world of zenith, there has been no word on when the game will be released. So it's
2: the idea trailer.
1: of a the idea of an MMO in VR is kind of interesting. Um yeah, looks you kind of like life. sci-fi. If
0: you just want to live in another life, yeah that's a great idea. You <laughs> know, it's like second yeah. life. <laughs> just live another life. I mean Speaking- that was like the whole thing behind like Skyrim VR, right? You said uh, it was made by Ramen Entertainment. Ramen VR. So I had the best idea for a ramen specific restaurant, and I wanted to call it Everybody Loves Ramen instead of Everybody Loves <laughs> Raymond, like the TV show. So that's a bad <laughs> idea. Alright, keep going. Is there anything else? Uh no, that's it. Alright, cool. Alright. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Push Square indicates and they are Push Square is a UK based website, right? Yes. So they're indicating here that in twenty twenty it shows that the UK reportedly had eighty five point four percent of its games sold digitally. And, you know, while this is likely due to the pandemic, it is a trend that is all but inevitable now. And that's a nice little uh point to put in the in the news there, Jake. I, I think that we are going digital. I I haven't had the interest in buying a physical game in a while. Dude, I couldn't tell you I mean I think Basically, the start of the PS4
1: generation. At the beginning, I was like, okay, physical games, yada yada. I bought yeah. uh, Shadowfall. I bought the first Destiny physically. Um, you know, Uncharted Four was another one, for example. But it's so convenient to buy them digitally. So nice. I think I, th- I think just like 2020, ha- with the pandemic, has really kind of driven this along with. Dude, the freaking sales now are like they—they're almost rivaling Steam as you far as the digital game sales. Yeah, you can't like,
0: find why sales like this at the, at the brick
1: and mortar? Like, why? I mean, honestly, when it comes to the like PlayStation Six or whatever the hell they're going to call it, ah, like they might put a disc drive in it, but I don't know why they would bother. Save the money, make the console a little bit cheaper, or make it the same price and make it more powerful as opposed to putting that fucking $20 disc drive into it or whatever it I is. Like what I like mean. having
0: a HD Blu-ray player, excuse me. But there's, I mean, think about it though.
1: You're talking another five years, another seven years from now. Yeah, you're right. How, how often, be honest with me, how often do you nowadays put a disc into your fucking PlayStation to watch a movie?
0: When with I exce- bought the PS5, I bought a ton of 4K uh, movies on Black Friday, so I do use it, but,
2: but when it comes to, to gaming, could...
0: I don't use I don't use it for gaming unless it's like a PS4 game I have. I don't think I own a single PS5 game on disc. So movies are the one place
1: that you can't like you really can't go out. There's not like a digital storefront that has a lot of good deals for movies.
0: Speaking of if... which, Sony just stopped. Dude, this is a news point. They stopped selling. Uh, movies and TV shows, I think, on their store really? on the PSN or something. I think I saw something about this. You might want to Google it real quick. Not we're on topic, and this is a relevant news point. It just dropped recently, and I, man, I, I wish I would remember to put this on here. I was game centric thinking something about the PlayStation Network. No longer going to be... Now, if you did purchase TV series or news, or uh, not news, but uh, video games, or Jesus, movies from the PlayStation Store, you actually can still access them, but I'm pretty sure they're putting the kibosh on selling them down the pike here. You seen anything like this? So, okay, so here's...
1: This is super short. I'm just going to read the whole thing. This is an actual post on the PlayStation blog. Yeah. The title is... PlayStation Store to Discontinue Movie and TV Purchases and Rentals. And it says here, this is Vanessa Lee, the Head of Video Business for SIE. At SIE, we strive to provide the best entertainment experience for PlayStation fans, and that means evolving our offerings as customer needs change. We we've seen tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services on our consoles. <clears throat> YouTube with this, sh- yeah, or Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Yeah, with this shift in c- customer behavior, we have decided to no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through the PlayStation Store as of August thirty first, two thousand one. When two thousand twenty one, sorry. When this change takes effect, users can still access movie and TV content they have purchased through the PlayStation Store for on-demand playback on their PS4 PS5 and mobile devices. We thank you, blah 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 blah. So the thing that's kind of a bummer here is that i I could think of a bunch of times where I have rented movies on the PSN because fucking Netflix or Hulu don't or Amazon don't have it. Yeah. And and like, I don't want to own it. I don't give a shit about owning movies because I never watch movies, but like occasionally I want to watch something like, you know, like the most recent example of something I could think of is like Sarah and I last Halloween or the Halloween before that, we watched all the Friday the 13th movies mm-hmm. and I have them all on disc with the ex- exception of uh, Jason X and Freddie versus Jason. And both of those movies aren't on any of the streaming services. You can't find them anywhere. You got to get them on this. But you could, I could rent high def version of it for like four bucks. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll rent it. And it was convenient. Like you just watch it and then you're done. It's like four bucks, whatever. I'm never going to watch this again. I don't need to own it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, it's like, am I really going to miss this?
0: Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. It is an interesting news point though. Thanks for pulling that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, what else do we have here? Push Square indicates the Square Enix put out some details about the Final Fantasy VII remake, Intergrade. Uh, the DLC is showing Yuffie, 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 I think it is, based expansion being two chapters long. Now, Jake, I have no frame of reference. I haven't started uh, Final Fantasy VII, but how long is a chapter roughly? So, this is why I put the news point in here, and I don't know,
1: you know, they can make the chapters as long as they fucking want, but... I th- Final Fantasy 7 so let's do some quick math here I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't think to put this in here so Final Fantasy 7 remake took me about 50 hours to beat mm-hmm. and I believe I'm not positive but there was like 17 chapters oh. so that's like 3 hours per chapter which means that this game this expansion will be about 6 hours that's which- not bad It's not terrible. I mean, it's not super long for a JRPG kind of chapter, right? But it's not too bad. So I just wanted to put that into perspective a little bit. Now, me personally, I take my time with games. So the average gamer might be able to play it faster than that. But I like to really kind of go sift through everything. Mm -hmm. So it takes me a little bit longer. All right. Now do I think it's worth $30 at that price? Like, when you can get all of Final Fantasy VII Remake
0: for even at 60 bucks, The expansion you know alone I mean? is 30 Does that include Final Fantasy yeah. VII for the PS5?
2: That...
1: I think that's just the expansion. I think if you want to buy Final Final Fantasy VII for the PS5, including Intergrade, I think it's more money. I
0: think it's like... If you bought Final Fantasy Seven for the PS four, you get a free upgrade. If you got it for free on the plus, you don't get the free upgrade. So to get Final Fantasy seven with Intergrade, you're saying it's gonna cost retail plus thirty a mm. hundred bucks, ninety bucks? That'd be crazy. I would imagine they bake that cost into just but I don't know though. It's hard to say. I don't know, Jake. I don't Let know. Me- all right, do some research. I can uh, the touch- full while the the full PS5
1: version of Integrate costs seventy dollars. Okay, you so can it's 10 buy months. so so like th- there's some articles up right now about basically how to game the system. And essentially, what they're saying here is, uh, if you right now go buy the PS4 version. For 30, you can go buy the PS4 version for 30 bucks right now, and then you'll get the free PS5 upgrade. But I think you will have to pay an additional fee for the DLC. I don't know what it's going to be. I thought it was 30 bucks, but I might have literally just pulled that out of my butthole.
0: Fair enough. I pull a lot of things out of my butthole, so <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> IGN okay. Outriders demo is getting a patch after 2 million people downloaded this demo that's a big download for the demo that's crazy dude I haven't I, played I, it. I thought for sure that this game was going to just die on the shelf did you get the demo and
1: I no the thing is I read this news point and I was like fuck I forgot I was going to download this and so I immediately went downstairs and downloaded it, hoping that I could maybe like play it a little before the podcast. But it's big; it's too big, and it didn't. It's not it's done like twenty megabytes
0: yet. or something, or twenty gigabytes. Just yeah, twenty megabytes, yeah. dude.
1: Um, but TCP uh, IP. Honestly, it's pretty impressive that they've got two million downloads for the demo, and yeah. it's not very often you see a demo patched. So that's another interesting thing about this news point. It's a good sign. It is a good sign. I don't know if it means that it's going to succeed because people were super hyped. Remember, people were super hyped on Anthem, too. Mm. And with played the beta for that Fell and all that flat, stuff. Dude. And then the game sold a shitload at the beginning and then literally drove itself into the ground immediately. So yeah. I don't know if Outriders is going to have the same f- fate or not, but maybe next week I'll be able to talk a little bit about the demo for this, because I am actively downloading it as we
0: speak. That'd be super cool. Uh, the Avengers is going to require more XP grind for leveling with the PS5 update. That's weird. Does what, this, what I mean,
1: is this? this is Does one this of those this things weird? where it's like, if I was playing the Avengers... Now, granted, I don't know how well the game is balanced. I've never played it. Like, is it any good? I don't know. But people seem to kind of like it, that, that are actually into it. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine, like... Let's say you're playing The Division and Ubisoft comes out and they're just like, hey, by the way, you know, we're going to make a PS5 patch for this game, which they did. But imagine if with the PS5 patch, you're like, oh, hey, by the way, it's going to
0: take you twice as much XP to level now. So it's going to you have to yeah. you're going to have to grind
1: even harder to get better gear.
0: No, I'd be I'd be checking out. I'd be done. i would be like, you know what? You don't respect my time. I'm done. Like, now, there might be more
1: to the story, and I didn't look deep enough
0: yeah. as to
1: why they're doing this. But this is the gist. But they just kind of announced, like, hey, we're going to fucking double the XP. Re- I don't know if it's double, but it's like they're going to increase the XP requirement for leveling. Apparently, the bal- there's a balancing issue where people are able to level too quickly. And my gut tells me that maybe people aren't buying very many of the right. very much of like the, the in-game
0: purchases. Cur- that yeah.
1: Stuff. Like the, all that stuff. What the hell because, do they call that? I'm, I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank too. I don't know. I don't know. How's that
0: called? Just in-game purchases. It's, it's uh, cosmetics. It's, I don't know. I know what you mean though. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But like the
1: extra paid content and like, so maybe people aren't paying as much for that and they're not getting as much revenue. So they're like, fuck it. What is Double the x p you need to be able to level up, right? And so people are more likely to now, but that's a fucking gamble because how many people are they gonna lose because of this as well? they're also they're they're kind of betting on the fact that people are invested in their character and and everything, and so they're gonna stick around
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're more likely to pay for. The uh, the extra, and I don't know, this is literally all... Speculation. Speculation. We don't know what we're talking I, for about. all I know, they don't even have... I don't play the game. game stuff right? that you could buy for Avengers, but I have we to don't imagine they do all these live service games do.
0: Yeah, but if you do, there you go. Rockstar came out and said that the PS5 version of Grand Theft Auto 5 will be way more than just a simple port. What do you think we expect to see from this Jake? You never beat the game because you have I would love corrupted this will
1: photos. never this will never fucking happen. But I would love for them to be like any version of Grand Theft Auto 5 you own gets a free PS5 upgrade update. Oh, it'd be to fantastic. PS5. I bought it on PS3. So, yeah, I did I too. How- I never played it on PS4. I don't think that would really work. Now I did think I do think that we I thought we got like Grand Theft Auto Five for free or something. Maybe they got like that online some or something
0: for free. I I think that they have a first person version of this game now where you play the whole game in first person if you want. I think the yeah I think in on the PS4 iteration of it they kind of brought that out. Dude, or I saw, whatever. right I saw this thing about Grand Theft Auto Five and how it has single handedly made more money than any game movie music ever in existence grand theft auto 5 has it. made more money than any other single entertainment thing which is I'm insane to, I'm, the game when it launched on ps3
1: the game made a billion dollars in the first day it was either the first day or the first two days a billion dollars and everyone was like Oh, they spent so much money. They spent all the, they spent 500 million dollars on marketing and shit. Think about like,
0: what they made on the online GT online alone, dude. They they, dude. they literally they spent probably I'm just going to go
1: ahead and guess it. I think they spent somewhere in the neighborhood of like 500 million dollars to make this game with all the marketing and all the shit that went along yeah. with it. They doubled their fucking cost in one day, two days. A billion dollars. Do you know how much a billion dollars is? No, it's I can't so much fathom funny. a
0: fucking billion dollars. I can't, <laughs> dude, I can't even fathom like a couple, couple grand. Like, it's just like, dude, to have a billion dollars as a company, like, they could, like, I don't know. I mean, they have, there's absolutely no reason for them to make another game. There's no I fucking hope they do. reason.
1: I hope they make another single player Grand Theft Auto game because that's the only way I'm going to play it personally. But the thing is, is that the thing that's great about this, and I hope this is how they're using it, is that Grand Theft Auto Online makes them so much money that they can afford to make a game like Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, that is this huge, super expensive game, sprawling, story. and they don't have to make hand over fist money on it because they've got this fucking cash cow and grand theft auto online that literally makes them billions of dollars printing
0: money like that game just prints money for them it's absolutely insane could you imagine like i just can't imagine like falling ass backwards into that kind of cash like that kind of a, like, I mean, take two, I mean, geez, you know, I don't know. I, 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 mean, I don't, Short of me winning the lottery, I will never know what that's like. No. No. We won't even know what it's like. I mean, like, maybe when we retire, we'll know what it's like to have a decent-sized bank account. But maybe, maybe, Maybe if we get
1: hit by some, like, ridiculous hyperinflation like in Germany after World War 1 and like it cost $10,000 for a loaf of bread like that maybe I'll have a billion dollars then yeah
2: when but... the economy
0: requires it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah when when it, when we're literally living in like non-american when North everybody America. else has a billion
0: dollars <laughs> is when we will yeah that's freaking insane but yeah I'll still be paying off my student loans at that point by the I th- way th- yeah I th- <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just going to put more time and effort into Grand Theft Auto Online missions. I don't think GTA 5 is going to have much more than the PS5. It might run at 60 frames a second. It might... I don't know. It might... They might tout, like, faster load times. It might tout, like, you know, ray tracing or something. Maybe a a high whatever mode. I will be honest with
1: you. If... If the PS5 version, meaning the single-player aspect, not the online stuff, does tout some more junk, and I can get, like, a Free upgrade yeah. or a relatively cheap purchase of you the might PS5 jump version. I might jump back in. I mean, I and I saw you had a note in here about it. Like, I never beat it. I, my save file got fucked up, and and it wasn't that the save file got corrupted. It's that the game glitched, and it would not give me the next objective in the story. <laughs> so I literally was just stuck. It wouldn't trigger the next. You got to press time. triangle. Did you do that? I'm just kidding. I tried, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I remember en- I enjoyed it when I was playing it. Those games are just fun to run around in. They're like, good I games.
0: They're good games. When
1: that game came out, this game has been out for so long now. When that game came Eight out... years, maybe? Sarah was in college still. Yeah. And I remember taking my PS3 down there, and she was, like, working on homework or something, and I just, like, had my PS3 hooked up to her TV... And I literally spent hours, and I did this when I was a kid in Grand Theft Auto Three. I spent hours just driving cars around and jumping them off of shit, Ramping or like them,
0: causing you know, carnage. or like
1: trying to hill climb stuff, or just like running over people Stealing and running from helicopters the and shit. And like yeah. it's like. They're so fun. It's they so are a lot fun of fun. To play in that world.
0: And, the, and honestly, the story is really fun on those, too. Like, the game, when you get roped into the stories and the side missions, it's a lot of fun. I would like to see single-player DLC, but I don't think we're ever going to see that. I don't think the Ballad of think Gay Tony... I pretty much
1: acknowledge that's never going to happen.
0: Or the other one, the, the Biker Gang one that we had, Lost in the Damned. I don't think we're going to see that kind of stuff again. Although You played GTA 4, right? Yeah. I think the last, Lost in the Damned, the Ballad of, of Gay Tony, were the... Were the standout parts of GTA 4? Like those little. I heard, yeah, yeah, I heard were that, so like, good. the
1: Ballad of Gay Tony specifically was very good. So good. So good. And I, right. I never played GTA 4. The last GTA game I played before GTA 5 was a little bit of San Andreas. Okay. My bread and butter was the PS3, or the, sorry, the PS2 games. So GTA 3 and Vice City. Those are good
2: too, man. I liked it. Whoa.
1: Which Maybe. I guess technically, San Andreas was on PS2 as well, but I never. That
0: was in college, and I didn't really get into that one. Yeah, dude, the listeners are getting more bargain for their buck today. We're going all out on this podcast for not a very busy news week. We're pushing a, over an hour now at this point, but hey, a lot of previews have been popping up for Hazelight's latest effort, It Takes Two, which is the predecessor to their co-op game, A Way Out. Have you seen? And this game actually looks awesome. Have you Dude, seen I this? Can't, that I Joseph Farrow guy, you can't stand him. Well, no. Okay, I thought you were going to say, Get cannot,
1: this I cannot <laughs> hear the phrase, It Takes Two, and not think of that fucking song from what that song? movie. It takes two, baby. It takes two. You don't remember this? No. Oh my god! <laughs> I
0: don't know what you're talking about. It's literally all Sing I can think us. about. That's funny. That was a good version of it, though. I think I have heard that song, but this game actually looks awesome. So this is like a this is like a. Co-op I'm
1: game. looking at it right now. It's like a animated kind of. It looks like Pixar or something. Yeah, it looks really kind of bizarre because they. This is the team that did Brothers, right? Brothers of Telltale. And then sons. they did no, a way out. They did a way out. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: And then they did, uh, now this is their next, their... Yeah, this is their follow-up to A Way Out. March I 26th. I think this game was part of some sort of EA grant or something. Like, they gave additional money for certain studios to do different projects. And I think that EA might have been slightly involved in this game somehow. Made this possible. Maybe give them more of a team. I'm not certain, but... just will so tell you far what. Guy, this game looks sick.
1: i tell you what. The, the thing that really stands out to me is... If you go from Brothers to a Way Out to, to this, this game, the the variance in art style between those three games is really interesting cuz most studios kind of stay in a wheelhouse. Yep. And the these three games are completely different. Like their art styles, their animations, they're completely different. It's really kind of really kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and they're all kind of like, they're not they're not giving up on co-op and I love that about them. I think it's I think there's a lot to be said for a good co-op game using your brain. So, I yeah, this game looks awesome. If it's not in your radar, just check it out. So, let's enough with the news today. But that game's coming out fairly soon, I think, and there are some demos out there for major uh video game uh new sites to play and talk about. And I watched a couple of playthroughs of the demo, and it looks awesome. This game looks really cool. That might be a game you and Sarah might really enjoy, dude. That game looks like a lot of fun. But uh, New games coming out March 2nd. We got Ground Zero Texas on the PS4, Harvest Moon One World on the PS4, Maquette, which was a PS Plus game on the PS5 PS4, Neptunio Virtual Stars on PS4, Valentine Candy Break PS4, and Yakuza Like a Dragon on the PS5. March 3rd, we have Ascend Shaft and Endless Shaft, PS4, Card Demolition Clicker, PS4, Cave Bad, PS4, Gravifier, PS4, Sir Love-A-Lot, PS4, and Valentine Candy Break, Head-to-Head, PS4. March 4th, a lot of games. Into a Dream, PS4. Carabotica, PS4. Kill It With Fire, PS4. Laid-Back camp virtual lake matasu ps4 march to a million ps4 male mole ps4 mortal shell enhanced edition ps5 neoverse ps4 pocket harvest ps4 and pro deer hunting 2 ps4 my favorite game just kidding march 5th dreaming sarah ps4 life of fly ps4 what the hell would a game called life of fly be about Raid Radon Blast. They're talking about my basement, PS4. St. Patrick's Day break, PS4. Tiny Hands Adventure, PS4. And Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition on the PS4. A lot of PS4 games, a couple PS5 games. None of them really stand out to me, uh, except maybe the Accusa game. I think people are excited about that game. Maquette was the PS Plus game we got recently. I think... Uh, um Mortal, Mortal Shell. Shell was another game that, like, was relatively popular. I think you're right at that. Um, but, dude, that's all I have for the show. Jake, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we close out with today's music guest? Um, no, I, I don't
1: think so. I'm trying to think of what's the next big... Returnal.
0: April. It, is that the next one? It's got to be. Dude, Returnal is one dude, of those. Dude, Doom games. Doom VR March twenty sixth or something. Uh,
1: Doom three VR, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, but uh, dude, I I want I want to buy Returnal. I don't know if I'm going to buy it at launch, though. I'm, I got to be honest. Yeah, it looks really good, but I I need to know what the deal is with the. Rogue like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, man. Because
2: those Cause games,
1: like, I, 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 it's I, too I hard, like. I just don't want it to be a thing. It's like I want to be presented with a story, and how smart games. The reason why they work well is because play. they're arcadey and they're very like. It's like a game where you can play the loop, like like a uh, um, Resogun you could beat the whole fucking thing in 30 minutes. It's yeah. and it's like all about getting better at it and figuring out how to be good and like get a high score. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't seem like you're chasing a score. No. There's like a story, but the combat is very reminiscent of house Mark in Rezogun. Or Katie. So a like third how person. are they going to marry all this? Like I don't like when I play a single player story experience, I want to, travel the through the story, right? I don't want to be sitting there fucking doing this Groundhog Day thing where I, like, can't... Where the story won't progress until I fucking play the same level 50 times. Like, I, I, I don't want... I don't know. We'll see. I, I, right. I have faith that it's going to be good because Housemark is a good studio. I think, yeah, dude. But
0: I don't know about this... This I don't know what it is yet. I don't yeah. know what it... I want to know what it means. Nobody does. And I think that... One of the things that I had read or had heard or had seen was that part of telling the story, part of the dying process reveals more and more of the story as you play the game. So you're rewarded almost for dying with additional story. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's how it works. If it's like, oh, you play and you die and you, you have get to start a dream
1: over, sequence maybe or something, but it like unveils this aspect of the story that then maybe makes it a little bit easier for you and yeah, you you get a little bit awesome. farther and then you fucking die. And then it, like, they could be creative about it. I would love to see a spin on the roguelike where it's not just this, where it's like a kind of a hybrid between like a traditional linear progression type game I agree and these roguelites where roguelite roguelite they're God I can't stand those words yes but like the fact that it's like this just loop and those games really strive on having great gameplay and that's something that mark is known for so we'll see I don't know I, I, I am excited about it I think it looks really good I'm just worried that I'm going to go out and spend seventy dollars on this game, and not like it. And right? I'm not going to like it because I can't like just progress. You know what I mean? Buy I the want disc game. version, and so about the GameStop for five bucks. <laughs> well, you get more than that out of it, but it's not. It's maybe half of what you pay for it. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, I, I don't it's know more than that actually, you, but dude. it's it's a ripoff.
0: I hear you. I'm with you. Um, Yeah, it's a good closing point. I've got nothing except I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in every week. If you're new to the show, we do welcome you. If you are a returning listener, thanks for sticking with us and listening to us talk about PlayStation. It is a labor of love. Put a lot of time into this podcast and... I have slowly been watching the YouTube subscribers rise. If you're a listener you haven't yet subscribed to the channel on YouTube, please, please, please do. Making that video content is very time-consuming, but we do want to keep putting stuff out there to try to rope in new, new listeners. And as always, the music at the end of the show may possibly be excluded from our YouTube channel for copyright reasons. So don't forget you can download and or stream this episode as well as others on your preferred podcasting platform. But as mentioned, uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but we do have a closing track. We try to put closing tracks on at the end of all of our uh, – I almost said at the end of all of our concerts. It's getting freaking late, man. At the end of all of our shows. And this is a returning band. We have had Archway on the show before. This band is called Archway. They're a Pennsylvania band. They're friends with my band, One Up By Land. And they have a song called Metanoia, I believe is how it's pronounced. And you can find more about Archway at archwaypa.bandcamp.com. And don't forget, if you have original music that you'd like to have featured on our show, you can send an MP3 to our email account. PS, this is awesome at gmail.com along with your band name and the title of the song, and we will notify you when or if it goes live. So, thanks again for tuning in to PS. This is awesome. This has been episode number one hundred and seventy-two. So, like fear. Far cry and fez
2: PS, P.S. This, this is, is awesome. awesome. I swear I'll be alright. Just now's not the time. It's not a waste, but I feel I might be down down the waterfall. Just like me. It's so beautiful after all. Falling eternally, I freeze at the surface, forever flowing underneath Can't wait to crack, go up in misery It's a perfect sight to the eyes either way The feeling of being frozen, can't imagine you And I can't hide, can't